Hey, 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 you guys. I'm just so excited to have another special guest here on Black Canvas. And this is an actual great musician that I've actually been able to listen to his music. I'm a fan of his, and I hope you guys will please check him out at the end of this podcast. And if you guys have not heard of this name, you definitely will be hearing of it very soon. And his name is Caleb Kovka. And he is a Pittsburgh native who has a multifaceted career. He's a pop artist that is inspired by the greats like David Bowie, Paul McCartney, Bruce Springsteen, The Killers, and even newcomers like Harry Styles and Charlie Puth. Caleb has struggled with writing in 2020 when the pandemic started, but he knew that it was hard for him to kind of work through a lot of that, you guys. And he had a spark that he remembered in when he was 18 years old that had kind of died out. And Copta spent the better part of 2020 trying to figure out why this was through trials and errors. And he almost gave up on music. Then it happened. One night while working at his dad's gas station, the phrase, I missed the feeling of being in love, resulted from a memory about an unrequited crush that Copta had in high school. Caleb couldn't get it out of his head and these words struck like lightning and eventually settled in the form of his hit song, Heart Attack. Heart Attack is the first song from Copta's new era. And now with the release of Heart Attack, Copta wants to make up for lost time. He isn't concerned about genres. He just listens to what feels good and in return makes what feels good. And Caleb wants to tell us his story that is true to himself and also resonates with his audience. And we're just so glad to have Caleb, you here as a guest on this show. I'm just so excited to have you on Black Canvas. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, man. Excited. Well, I'm excited too. Yeah. I mean, I love talking to new people and being able to share experiences. And I'm going to go straight into some fun questions that I think that the audience might have a good time listening to if you're ready. I love questions. I love to talk, man. I love to talk. All right. So we have our first one for you, Caleb. So heart attack. So what is one thing in your past that caused you heartbreak and how did you manage to stress when it happened? Um, I, I would say, I would say honest, true heartbreak that I've gone through, uh, would be, would be with my current girlfriend and, uh, we've had, we've had a very, a very interesting relationship. We've, we've been in a long distance relationship for four years. And that that's been tough because we see each other maybe like once every two months. And, and we, yeah, we just, we've just gone, gone through the motions a lot because of that. And about two years ago, about two years ago, I broke up with her, and I remember. Yeah, I guess I would say I I remember that 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 feeling of like, just like constant anxiety, and uh, and I and I felt it honestly a lot recently, like, uh, just like that that feeling of like, are are we gonna make it through this? Is is everything gonna is everything gonna pan out in the end? Uh, and I guess I, I would call it heartbreak because it's like, it, it's somebody, it's somebody I really love and want to, uh, 
be able to be able to figure things out with. So it's always, always difficult when it, it feels hard to, uh, yeah, I guess that's what I related to. It's just like, it's like a feeling of like consistent anxiety, just like, uh, yeah, like, like paralyzing. At least for me, which isn't good because then I don't get anything done. And I get what you're saying, Caleb. I think one part of relationships that people forget is that not only does it take two people to make it work, but it's almost like looking from the outside, looking in, like having someone to give you their insight to what they see. Um, if you Have you heard of Jahari's window before? Have you ever heard of that term before? No. Okay, so I'm going to um, give you some in- insight on that, and I want you to look it up when you have time later. But in Jahari's window, it kind of breaks down um, four quadrants. And so one quadrant talks about like the unknown area, which is things that are unknown to you and unknown to the other person. And then you have like the facade, which are things that you know and others don't know. You have a blind area, which are things that you don't see and others see. And then you have an open area, which are things that you see and other people see as well. So sometimes we can get stuck like in a blind spot because we we think we're doing all the right things and we think we know what's going on but then sometimes the facade takes over where our mind goes into that place of you know this is who I think um I want to know this information or this is as much as I can give you and our energy is so important if we're not giving off positive energy or or maybe the energy that we want to receive at times when people show us you know, differences or, or we have a different side to ourselves that maybe the other person is unaware of, it can feel like you said, like anxiety or panic and frustration and it's hard to know how to manage it. So I think the best part, Caleb, is like experience doesn't have to be a bitter teacher. It can be maybe a lesson of, hey, we, we've made it four years to this point, even though we kind of broke up and we got back together. But you have to remember, what did you go back together for like what are y'all both looking for within yourself first before the other person and then like looking at like your values and goals and like do they align like do we have some similar qualities that I feel like this could be my helpmate and my life mate instead of it just feeling like you know I'm in this relationship for other purposes so I feel like when you can kind of really evaluate yourself first I think it'll give you more insight to being able to ask her what the things she needs from you versus what do y'all want from each other yeah, that that's that's genius. Literally, uh, I would say that's kind of what I've been. That's what I've been going through in the last month. And I was talking to my my best friend. His name is Ben. He's he's got a band called Cajon Concept. And uh, I was talking to him, and he was like, and I yeah, and I I've done a lot of reflecting this month within like that situation. So so that's like a cool. Jahari's window that idea is cool because that was kind of something we we talked about where he was like I I've seen how you've been over the last year or so and I'm really glad that you're finally recognizing the problems that you had is basically what he told me because I wasn't I, I wasn't willing to own up to my own problems like I just had a I had I had a pride in those places that like kept me kind of locked out from like really seeing what was going on, you know, what my actions were 
how my actions are causing stress on the situation. So, so that's, so that's, it's a really cool perspective, I guess, because it's been that that's been like really helpful to like actually take to heart what other people are seeing and what, and what they're saying to me rather than just thinking I always know all the answers, I guess. I love that you shared that, Caleb. But let's say, I want you to take this with you as well. Think of it this way, that you had two people, meaning your girlfriend and and your best friend, who still stuck with you and still are willing to be a part of every facet of your life, even in the moments when you're still trying to rediscover who you are. And the the best part about Jahari's window is the unknown area is an opportunity for self-discovery. So if there's things that you don't know about yourself and the other person, they don't fully understand about you, then y'all can discover them separate and together. And then when you actually start liking and then loving yourself for the challenges you faced and and then the triumphs that you will start to overcome those negative um, either self-talk or behaviors, then you'll be like able to say, hey, you know what? We survived this. Instead of we fought through this, we actually survived it. And we have a certain level of resiliency, which we're able to bounce back from things outside of our control and the things that are within our control we can learn how to talk through it instead of talking at each other. We can actually talk to each other and, and understand our emotions in a different light. So I'm, I'm hoping it works out for you guys. I really do. But I want you to take care of you first because you have to kind of know what your flaws are and things you're willing to work on in order to let other people in. Oh, yeah. I'm messed up, bro. I'm messed up. Really am. Caleb, we all are. <laughs> Caleb, we all, everybody has something that, that they need to work on. I, if someone tells you that they have it all figured out, then they're not living. Cause I mean, <laughs> that's the truth. That's so true, man. Yeah. But thank you for being candid and sharing it. I know that's not easy to talk about, but I think that's why we love your music and, and who you are is because you're authentic, but you're willing to put it out there and you're willing to work on it. So I'm just very grateful that you talked about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's cool. I feel like I mean, I'm a pre- I'm a pretty open book as a person. Just that's who I am. And I I feel like I feel like in particularly with something like this, it's like, you know, maybe this is like maybe this is something that somebody else can benefit from hearing about, I guess. You know, it's like maybe there's a way Maybe there's a way to help someone else's situation through telling your story. You're right. And I think the best part is that you can always go back and re-listen to this and say, hey, I remember on this day at this time, I was in this emotional state and today I'm in a different place. And so I think this is a great message um, for yourself, but also for your relationship of, hey, we're going to have challenges. And if we're going to make it for the long haul, we have to be able to look back and be, you know, when we talk about introspective, you know, knowing what's going on with you and then you can make changes and when you're dealing with challenges. So I I love that. And it kind of goes into a fun question. So we're going to kind of change subjects, but I want to go into my next question, which is kids. So can you tell us of what has been one of your fondest memories that you had from your childhood? If you can kind of tell us what that was and around what age you were when you had that memory. Um. Yeah, I guess uh, it, it it's hard it's hard for me because like thinking thinking back to 
thinking back to being a kid, there were always there there were always like there yeah there's there's so many different things that I could think of that aren't particularly like uh necessarily touching but like to me I guess I'd say like I think back I I, I might think back to those moments I also have I also have trouble with this one because I don't really I I don't look back at my childhood often it's like reflecting reflecting on the past uh, for me generally tends to be like the current past with like for instance, like the last five, six years, something like something like that. Uh, but I guess I would say I can remember the moment when I learned to. I can remember the moment when I learned to play the guitar, and I I, I could start by saying I grew I grew up drumming, so I started playing drums when I was like really little. I think I have one of those like first stack drum sets around the age of two and uh as i as i grew up i learned i I learned to actually get good at the drums and around the age of nine i remember picking up a guitar and teaching myself a song on one night uh it was my aunt's birthday the next day and I decided to play her the song that I learned that the night before. It was funny because the song was called It's a Shame. And like the lyrics were, it's a shame that you're throwing your whole life away. And that's what I played her on her birthday. So that's a pretty funny story, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't know what I was saying. I was nine. But yeah. Well, I think I think she probably said, I don't know if this is poetic justice or what is this, but I think that is really cool that you're like, hey, it's your birthday, but it's a shame. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was awesome. <laughs> but but yeah, I guess I guess a lot of the significant moments I think back about are just like maybe maybe playing as a kid. Like I, I used to play in the woods a lot in like uh I used to have like little bands and stuff with with uh with my friends and actually my girlfriend too we we grew up together so like that was like that was like something that we did we'd always be playing music together so so that th- yeah that, that's a lot of that stuff that like i think back about and i'm like it's it's a lot of it's music or just kind of running around in the woods and stuff yeah that's cool yeah and that's that's what i'd say i guess Fortunately, I don't have anything super like. Yeah. But I like that one. I think that's a really great answer to it. I mean, for me, one of my fondest memories, I'll go back. Now, this is kind of way back for me, but I was, I think I was in either fourth or fifth grade. But we had gone to Celebration Station, which for some of our people from down south, especially New Orleans area, y'all should know that one. But um, this is very similar to like a Dave and Buster's kind of thing. And so my mom had actually paid for myself and my brother and a couple of friends for school. So we had unlimited kind of tokens. 
And at that time, I didn't like like go karts and stuff, but I ended up liking it later. But I loved like all the basketball shooting and the skeet ball, all that kind of fun stuff. And so I just never forget just looking at my mom's face and just having such a great time um, because at that time we were going through so much stuff for my dad and things going on. So she wanted us to kind of have a moment, at least a day for ourselves to just have fun. And so I'll just never forget just eating cake, which I love still today, and just having just such a great time, just spending time with my mom, my brother. Siblings are great you know I have two sisters and they used to beat me up all the time so yeah that's what happened to me not really actually my older sister she was always really nice and then my younger sister she did beat me up she 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 was the one we were always fighting with each other See, that's what she said. It's just a shame. It's a shame I beat my brother up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, man. <laughs> well, I'm trying to make you laugh, Caleb. I mean, when we talk about something like that, like my brother and I used to get into fights all the time. But the great thing is with life, when you get older, you just remember that's just what kids do. Some kids. And then yeah. it's something you learn from. <laughs> yeah, my sister and I, yeah, we still hang out. We'll still, uh, I'll be hanging out with her. We'll be talking. It's all cool. And then in a matter of like two seconds, we're like, we're like on the verge of like yelling at each other. And then two minutes later, we're fine again. Everything's cool. And I'm just like, hmm, nothing's really changed. It's all still the same. <laughs> so speaking of kind of changes, the next question I have for you is anything. Is there one thing that you're hoping to try that you've never tried before? So this could relate to anything in your life. Okay, so... Yeah, for, I think uh, I've always, I mean, I, I always push myself into doing random things, I guess. Like, I'm always, th this is another, like, uh, self-realization that I've been having over the last month, and it's that I'm really hard on myself. So, I've, I've had people tell me that for years and years. And they're just like, you're really hard on yourself. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. I don't know what you mean by that. It doesn't make sense to me. But I I tend to just pack things on like all at once. So like this last month, I decided I was going to take a sober month. Uh, no, no substances, no... No coffee. Uh, like, basically, we're just going drug-free completely this month. And uh, so it, it started with beer, and then it turned into beer and coffee, and then it turned into, oh, now I'm going to, like, work on, like, having a really clean diet. And so I'm, like, I, I, I just threw everything – I, I just piled everything on all at once. And so like, I, I guess I do a lot of that stuff. Uh, but like, I'm always like trying to push myself to change things about myself. But I, I guess if I'm looking into the future, it's like the, the thing that's been on my mind the most over the last couple years is like, is finding is, is moving somewhere. Like I I've always wanted to live in like New York city or 
potentially even California. I've had a lot of people come up to me over the last year and like tell me that I should uh, move to Nashville because I live in this tiny small town in Pennsylvania. Uh, there's like about 1200 people here and like there's no music and the closest city to me would be Pittsburgh, but there's also not like, there's, there's a music scene there, but I, I, I was talking to a promoter the other day and they're like, man, you're going to die in the city. Like if you don't, if you don't go get out there, you probably die doing music here. And I'm like, that's really interesting. So I feel like I feel like that's probably my next challenge is finding finding a new place to call home, even if it's just for a couple months. I love traveling, so like that that to me would be a very exciting challenge, I guess. I love that and it kind of segues into my next question, which is foreign language. So the first part of the question is, is there a foreign language that you would like to learn? And the second part is, tell us, is there a country that you would like to visit in the near future? So my, my, my parents live down in Tampa. And I'm in Pennsylvania. We grew up in Pennsylvania. And they moved down there a couple years ago. Now they snowbird back and forth. Uh, so I'll be, I go down, I go down to Florida probably like every two months and I started learning Spanish at one point on the Duolingo app because there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of Spanish people there. So I figured that would be a great way for me to be able to learn how to communicate with people down there if I had to. And it's funny because I did not stick to it. I started learning how to do it and then I just, and then I didn't stick to it. I did it for like two weeks, I want to say like consistently. And then I just kind of forgot about it. But during that two weeks was the only time I, I ever had uh, a Spanish person come up to me and try to ask me for directions. And so I was just sitting there just like uh, fishing for words. Cause I didn't know, I didn't know enough at that point to know, to know how to help. But I found it funny that like I was learning Spanish in case that kind of situation were to come about. And then it did. And that was like probably two years ago at this point. And I never, and I never stuck with it. So I should probably get back on that. But if I, if I had a place I, I would like to visit, it's probably going to be like Greece or Italy or, uh, Maybe like, oh, no, I know, the pyramids. I've always wanted to go see the pyramids. That's like that's like a bucket list. If I have like one thing on my bucket list, it's to see the pyramids someday. So, Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. I know for me, I want to go to Ireland. I've never been. Um, so that's definitely one I've heard a lot of great things about. And then possibly going <laughs> to, to Switzerland. I've heard a lot of great things there. And definitely I want to go to Paris, like Paris, France. I just, I think like that's just a bucket list for a lot of people, but it would just be great to have that opportunity. And my cousin is actually in um, Korea 
So, I, I mean, I think maybe I'll give that a try. I feel like if, if, if I'm open to it, of course, with COVID, things have been kind of shifted for many of us. But that might be something, too, to kind of just put on the list. But, yeah, I love or I did love before COVID for sure, like being able to travel more and, and experience it. And I definitely want to start knocking some things off the list very soon, hopefully, if things permit. But, yeah, I think that would be a good one for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I- I I've uh, never been to Ireland either, but you know, I just remember the squirrel guy from uh, Open Season, and he was Irish, so that was a good time. Maybe he was Scottish. I don't know. I got a Scottish cousin, and uh, if you ever, uh, you know, mistake him for being Irish, it's like a whole thing. He gets like real upset about it. So, yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right, so I got another question for you, Caleb. So if you could write a song for any top 40 artists on the charts now, so this could be in any genre of music, who would you choose? And what genre of music do you feel the most comfortable recording? I would say right now I have a song, or I wrote a song that I feel like was meant for James Bay. He's one of my favorite artists as well. And uh, I wrote a song a couple months ago and it just felt like something that I would hear from him. And so that, that excited me because, because he's one of my favorite artists. So anytime like I write a song that reminds me of something that I like, I get excited about it. What was, what was the last half of the question? Well, before I get to that second half of the question, I wanted to say I just did a podcast yesterday on my second one called Space Between, and I interviewed a guy by the name of J.D. Iker, um, and and he mentioned, uh, we just talked about James Bay, and it's so funny. So if you get an opportunity to listen to that episode and hear him saying, we talked about him. So when you mentioned James Bay, I'm like, man, maybe we need to get James Bay on here. Like, that would be so, like, awesome, because... I just mentioned how much I love his <laughs> voice. So that's really cool that you brought that's him up. That's awesome. But the second um, part of that question was, what genre of music do you feel the most comfortable recording? Um, I would say I would say that I tend to like live more in in like the rock world when it comes to when it kind of comes to just what comes natural to me, I I would say it's more of a, it'd be more of that, like, yeah, I guess rock. That's really just the thing I could say. Cause anytime I like, anytime I sit down at a piano, it's, it's something reminiscent of Coldplay or Bruce Springsteen or the killers or if I grab a guitar, it always comes out way more in that vein than anything else. So uh, some of those things I've, some, some of those things have started that way, but I could hear them, but I could hear them differently. And, it, and it's been really interesting too, like kind of how uh, music has shifted for me because there was, there was a time where I was writing uh, and everything I would do sounded 
sounded very much like so I was just listening back to some old to some old demos the other day and one of the projects that I had I was like that literally sounds like I just ripped off the killers or Tom Petty like something like that you know so I feel like it's a lot easier for me to kind of like slip into that world and like run with it than anything else but I guess I never really start writing a song with the idea of what kind of world I'm living in so maybe that's maybe that's a good idea maybe that's a good idea is like writing a song with the intention of living in a certain world I think that's a really great idea but Caleb I have a fun maybe thing maybe next time you write a song think of maybe two different genres of music that you wouldn't think would go together and like try to come up with a song based on the two genres and then think of also maybe like two lyrics like you can use two words and they just those could be the premise of the actual title so let's use an example like if you say like um moving forward can be like a title and then you can do like jazz and rock and like you whatever Mm. you choose and then you just put the two together and then you have to work on lyrics based on that content. So maybe if you have like an artist that um, you are inspired by, you can just find other writers who can come up with different themes related on that, on jazz rock, and then be able to use those two words and see how you can come up with stanzas and, you know, a chorus and a bridge from there. That's really interesting. Charlie Puth uh, did a monthly, did like a monthly class and I watched that and in that in that session he he does two songs so there's uh the the first song is like a song that he would call like a charlie pooth song and then the second song is what he called the uncomfortable song basically the challenge was to like write stuff that you didn't like and just make yourself make yourself finish the idea like start an idea that you wouldn't really like generally and just like run with it and continue to challenge that part of your brain that's like I don't like this just keep living in that world because then by the end of it the song the song that I thought was the best was the song that was the uncomfortable song it it turned out really good because like he just he just followed that, like, he followed that feeling that he, he followed the thing that he didn't like about it to a place that turned out to be really beautiful. I agree with that. And I love Charlie Poole because he actually did an interview and he talked about how Elton John had come up to him and told him that he didn't like some of the music that he had recorded. And he, he literally had to sit back and, try to make changes to his lyrical content and what he was releasing based on, of course, a great like Elton John being able to critique any of your music is just amazing. But for him to sit there and realize, hey, he's not really saying I'm bad at what I'm doing. He sees something different in me that I can do better. And so I love with musicians and artists and myself, you know, being a writer, I love for someone to critique or tell me, hey, this is something I didn't like or this is something could be better. And my poetry and, and books I've written, like the poetry definitely started to improve because I was able to go back, have a, 
two or three sets of eyes look over it and then have an audience of people to tell me what they hated and what they enjoyed. And then it helps you to, to see that you can think outside of your comfort zone. So I'll give an example, like one of my books of poetry, I wrote from just the male perspective and then I wrote one from the female's perspective. So it was great to do something like that of, you know, everyone could be able to relate, but also it just shows people that it's more about what you're writing. It's not about the person who's delivering the message. So I think for, I use an example like The Dream, he wrote, I think, Single Ladies for Beyonce. And you would think The Dream wrote Single Ladies, you know, for Beyonce like that just it wouldn't go together but it all that appeared to be wrong actually was right because and it helped her and I think Neil wrote um a few a song for Beyonce as well but just you would think some artists that it wouldn't make sense um but it actually makes sense in the end so I feel it's more about what you want to deliver um in the music industry and also can you evolve you know I love people like Pink um, who's an amazing artist, like she has done so many different types of music, but she has a, a lyrical content that's all in and of itself pink. Like, you know, it's a pink song. Like, you know, when you hear Bono's song, like, when you know, you know, it, that's amazing. I love that. I love Bono. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's great. That, I, mean, that... I, I love Bono too. <laughs> yeah, he's a, well, that's, it's funny because I hear all the time people are like, man, kind of sound like Bono. I'm like, I'm like, I'll take that compliment all day long. Thank you. That's great. But I know that's like, man, you're like, can you, I get Bono's money. That's what I'm at. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and his that's influence. I mean, that's one thing I love about <laughs> Bono too. Cause like Bono has done so many great things around the world and for different organizations and, you know, being, you know, a philanthropist, I think that is important. And I feel like, Caleb, you have a great message behind your music, but I think people are going to connect with you because they can feel your heart and what you're saying outside of what you're singing. And I think like what you did in the beginning of this podcast, I think it's going to really transcend and, and help you to get to another level because then you'll be able to create music that's not only authentic, but you'll be able to be in a, the right headspace when you're recording it because you're working on yourself. Uh, it's actually... That's actually interesting because I would say, I would say as of lately, I feel like I've written some songs that feel like that when I'm, that when I'm in the middle of it and I'm thinking back about what I'm writing, I'm like, wow, this is actually something to me that has like a weight to it. Like I, I feel like, I feel like in some ways I'm coming into my like I'm coming into an understanding of maybe what who I am as a musician or or where I'm headed it, it it's tough it's tough because I've been doing this for I've been doing this since I graduated I started in 2016 like trying to pursue music but the difference is that like it hasn't always been it hasn't always been like a walk. A lot of times it's been me talking about it and not like really chasing it down. And, and I'm very, and I'm very like aware that if you mean it, then you got to do the work. And so I, 
this is a problem that my friend Ben and I have. We we compare we compare to age way too often. And like he's he's 25, I just turned 24 and we look at other people like I'm like, "Oh wow, Brandon Flowers already wrote Mr. Brightside. He wrote Mr. Brightside when he was like 22." I remember writing down like in a notepad a couple years ago, like I have to have my first hit album by 24 to be on track. And now I'm 24 and I'm looking at what I have going on. And I'm like, I still don't even know if I'm writing good songs yet. And that's how, that's how it feels. Uh, but it's also really difficult because like being an independent artist in not being being an independent artist and not being like multifaceted and in recording and like being able to do it all yourself is really difficult because it's so it's just a very expensive it's a very expensive career path and it's not very forgiving and and I was listening to a Harry Styles interview and he said and he said something along the lines of this is this is a this is a career where if you make it through the gate then you're always in but you just got to make it through the gate first and like if you make it through the gate you're going to get paid but like before that happens like it's just like it's just like a slow grind of to that place, I guess. So I'm just, uh, wow. Yeah. So, so that, so that is an issue. It's like, it's, it's hard to like look at our, our, our age and be like, Oh, well, I'm not where I thought I would be by now. I'm not where I thought I would be. And I'm probably not going to be where I thought I would be next year because life happens and you live life and there's parts of life that you can't change or parts of life that you don't want to change parts of life that you're actually happy about and like and you and, and every choice you make dictates how the future turns out I guess you know absolutely I mean thank you for sharing that I mean there's experiences I have I can't go through the details of it but definitely I've gone through a lot of challenges myself and as I've gotten older, I always look back and, oh, this is what I thought I was going to do at this age. And now that I'm getting a lot older, I'm like, wow, I've actually accomplished a lot in the last five years that maybe I never thought was possible. But I've realized that, as you said, age is just a number. It's about experiencing things and being appreciative of the challenges we face, but also the accomplishments we have. And just being able to say, hey, this is, I've done the best I did in the moment to show up. And that's all I can expect of myself is just to be the best version of me today and not be fixated on comparing myself to what other people may or may not have accomplished or are doing because they don't know your journey and they may not reach the pinnacle of success that you have emotionally that you're going to be working on it with yourself that they may have accomplished musically. So I feel like the challenges you're going through now, Caleb, are just setting you up for where you're going to be in your future and you just have to appreciate those moments. Right. That's the truth. Yeah, it's, it is fun. It, it's exciting, though, because, like, 
everybody everybody has an individual life and so like in that same way it's like everybody has individual successes and failures and and like if i spend my time being jealous of somebody else i don't actually really know what their life is like you know like harry styles may look like the happiest guy on the planet but maybe he really isn't, you know? And you don't know that, and I don't know that. And like, but, but what you do know about yourself is like, are you happy with, are you happy with where your life is at despite, despite where you are, I guess? That's right. I love that. I mean, I think you said that correctly, Kev. Like, or, or are you happy with it? And, and what can you do about where you are in this moment, too, I think is important. But I have... Let's Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go, ahead. go ahead. I was going to say, I feel like, honestly, this is one of those things, again, like, this last month of, has been, like, a transformative month. Like, I feel like I just came out of a cocoon. Like, uh I, yeah, because I've just been thinking about all that stuff. It's like, you know what? I have, I, I personally haven't been happy with my lifestyle in the last two years. And so like, I'm very excited to like, look at the future and go, all right, what do I want my life to look like? And how can I start? How can I start making those changes today? And yeah. I guess I guess now I just have like a list of priorities. Well, I'm very proud of you, Caleb. I'm just very grateful that you were able to share that with us. And I'm here to support you 100% um, musically. If there's resources that people you need to reach out to to assist in other ways, please reach out to me as well. I don't mind sharing, you know, any kind of resource that can help you moving forward. But I, I'm just glad that you're able to to talk, as I mentioned earlier, about you being candid and sharing these these experiences you're going through because you're going to help influence so many kids, so many young adults, so many adults who maybe have felt like they've lost their hope and their will to push forward, or maybe they're in a tumultuous relationship, or maybe they're in a loving relationship and they don't appreciate the person they're with. Like, I think all of this in your music, in your life, is going to really help you to build not only a strong fan base, but people who are going to be like life partners in your, your journey just in a different form so I think you're on to a great start and just remember why you're doing it like there's always a why and if you can remember the why's in which I'm doing or making decisions then you don't have to live with regrets you can live with just experiences yeah that's a that's a yeah that's the truth I guess uh yeah living with regrets isn't a good time <laughs> no, I, I don't like regrets, but I would say this, a regret for me, if I look at it that way, is an opportunity for me to grow. And if Exactly. I, if, oh, yeah. You know, so let's let's grow together. Totally, like, bro. So I'm, I'm excited for you. And so, Caleb, I only have two questions for you, and I'm going to combine these last two together. Um, can you tell us what's next for you musically, what you have going on, and how can our listeners find you online? So... Yeah, we I put out Heart Attack in April. That was April 8th. And I have a new single out called Forgiveness that I put out uh, 
May 13th. And now, now I'm getting ready to start the process of getting the next couple done. I'd really like to get about four or more songs put out this year. So that's going to be a, that's going to be a challenge, but I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to it and hoping that like I can make it happen and do it well. Um, yeah. Uh, then what was, I'm sorry. I kind of, I'm like losing track of everything right now. I'm like, I, I heard the first question, but then I just totally lost the second one. Oh, no problem. The second part was, um, how can the listeners find you online? Can you give them your social media? Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's at Caleb underscore Copta. That's on Instagram and Twitter, I believe. So you can find me there. TikTok probably. That's where you can uh, interact with me. And then if you type in Caleb Copta on Spotify or Apple Music, that's where uh, that's where you can listen to the tunes. YouTube, I'm also on YouTube. There's videos on YouTube. YouTube videos, those are fun. It's a good time. They are. But the good thing is I have no videos on YouTube, so y'all don't have to look me up. But Caleb <laughs> has some really cool stuff. And I'm just glad. Thank you, Caleb, for first of all being on the show. And I would love to have you back to perform if you want to perform some of your music and hopefully by then you'll have some more songs out or if you want to do some cover songs as well. We are just so glad to have you here on Black Canvas and let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. Um, But thank you so much, Caleb, for being here. I've had a great time talking with you, getting to know more about your story and I just want nothing but the best for you moving forward. Hey, thank you, man. This is awesome. I'm glad, uh, glad we got to talk today. I am too. All right, Caleb. Well, you have a great rest of your evening and I will talk soon. All right. Sounds awesome. Thanks, man. Oh, no problem. Bye. See ya. Have a good one. Oh, 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 oh,